if I'm being honest, when I heard that he was buying a piece of Twitter, I like Tesla. I have a Tesla and I have Tesla stock. So from that perspective, I'm committed. But I thought this is not good. I thought this is not good because we are now living in a world where one individual, single person can have a gigantic and disproportionate impact on the level of information that you're getting. Welcome to the New Wave Entrepreneur, where we dive headfirst into Web 3.0, personal sovereignty, spirituality, and psychology. These conversations are unfiltered access to brilliant minds and actionable advice that will prepare you for the rapidly changing world. So, jump in. The water is warm and the tide is rising. Welcome back to another episode of the New Wave Podcast. Daniel DPI is checking in with you here. It is Saturday. We're going to do our Q&A. Uh, before we get into Q&A today, I really wanted to thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for all the lovely comments and reviews. Thank you for all the cool emails and texts that I get from you. I can't believe I'm doing an everyday show. I honestly, uh, it's kind of gnarly. It's kind of nuts to think about. And the fact that you're listening to the show is even more crazy. So thank you for being here. Make sure you are subscribing to whatever platform you're listening to this on, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all that. Make sure you're going to newwaveentrepreneur.com where we have all the show updates, where we have updates on my workshops I'm hosting. We have updates on the New Wave dinner experiences that are happening next. Everything is on newwaveentrepreneur.com. I got free guides for you there. Check it out, okay? And uh, and that's all I got for you. Let's jump into today's show. So today's question is really, this isn't a question from us from a specific person. This is a question that I had to myself, and then I started getting questions in my DMs. And this is a specific question about the recent purchase of over 9% of Twitter by Elon Musk. So I've gotten questions about this via Instagram DM, which you can DM me at Daniel DiPiazza. I've also gotten questions about this via my email address, daniel at newwaveentrepreneur.com. Those are both good places where you can send me your questions, but I'm paraphrasing about five or seven people here. And they basically want to know, hey, Daniel, what do you think about Elon buying what was it? I think it's 9.2%. Let me look at my notes here. It is 9.2% of Twitter. Now, I thought this was very interesting because, listen, there are multiple ways to look at this. And so I'm going to answer your question, multiple readers out there. What do I think about Elon Musk uh, buying 9% of Twitter? Well, first of all, it really depends on how you look at Elon Musk. So if you if you look at Elon Musk and you think that Elon is is the... Is, is a positive protagonist in the story of the world that we're telling right now, then you are probably celebrating this, right? Uh, you're probably happy. It'd be, you know, it'd be like if Steve Jobs bought your favorite car company and was making cars. It'd be like if Jeff Bezos took over the postal service and finally got your mail there on time. You know, it's like someone who's clearly competent uh, working at a place where you, that you have a lot of stake in and that you hopefully can benefit from their working there from them working there. And I think that from that perspective, Elon might be a good steward. I think that generally speaking, he does care about free speech. It seems that he cares about that. Now, one thing I'd like to know here is that free speech isn't just about you getting the chance to say what you need to say. It's also you getting the chance to say what you need to say and, and anyone else getting the chance to say what they need to say. And I'm not necessarily I'm not necessarily talking about slandering someone or verbally abusing someone but if we're going to have an open conversation and I have the I want the luxury or the the freedom of having free speech then you would then naturally get your own ticket to say that and then that's what really the, where the freedom is created so my only question really and my only concern with free speech and Elon 
uh, taking over Twitter is, you know, when someone of that magnitude has so much influence on that platform, one, will it really be about free speech or will it be about his ability to speak freely and his ability to push forward his agenda? And two, um, you know, if you look at Elon as someone who is uh, maybe not necessarily a positive protagonist, maybe a bad actor, then do you think that Twitter is dead because of his acquisition? And that, and really, I think that the way, whether you think Twitter is going to go up or down or whether, whether you, your opinion on this is based on your opinion on Elon Musk, I guess what I'm trying to say. If you have historically looked at him with good eyes, then you'll probably see this as a positive thing. If you haven't or you don't know who he is, you might think it's a little scary. What you might think is that this is similar. And this is what I thought, if I'm being honest. When I heard that he was buying a piece of Twitter, I like Tesla. I have a Tesla and I have Tesla stock. So from that perspective, I'm committed. But I thought this is not good. I thought this is not good because for the same reason that I thought it wasn't good when Jeff Bezos bought, I think he bought the entirety of the Washington Post. It wasn't the whole thing. It was the entire thing. It wasn't a part. It was the whole thing. And I thought it was bad because we are now living in a world where one individual, a single person can have a gigantic and disproportionate impact on the level of information that you're getting. And remember, we talked many weeks ago in one of our Monday episodes about uh, manufacturing consent with Noam Chomsky and how there are different ways that information can be filtered. And it's not just a selection of what information comes out. It's what information gets priority. It's what information uh, you have access to. It's what information uh, gets moved up and down the, the feed. You know, there's a way of collecting and sifting and shaping and shading information that isn't just about blocking it. It's about it's about um, manipulating it. And I get concerned whenever I see someone has too much of a big stake in any type of communication platform. And I know that Elon's not alone in this and he's not even certainly maybe the most powerful communication you know, magnate out there. He won't even be one of the top, but he's one of the top people in the world. And he's, he's well, he's the richest person in the world and he is post-economic. So there's nothing for him that can really affect him monetarily. You know, he'll, he'll, he has a million different heads he'll grow back. And so, yeah, it just it just creates an issue because right now, especially, he's seen as a savior. But what if that situation changes? So, for instance, I know one guy named Mark Zuckerberg, who people used to see as a huge technological, a tech savior and, you know, a tech bro. And he's from my generation as well. He's a millennial guy. And we thought that he was a really positive force. In fact, I even remember thinking at a certain time, when it's like, I wonder if Mark Zuckerberg is going to run for president. That would be a good idea. Now I think it would be a horrible idea. And of course, public perception of him has changed as Facebook has been in more and more of its uh, of its the doghouse essentially. And I can't help but think that at a certain point, public sentiment on Elon Musk could easily change. I mean, I don't really think people look on any of these uh, these these big guys as really, um, I guess, admirable anymore. I don't I don't look at the top wealthiest people in the world as aspirational, and that is probably the reason why I will never become one. It's because I don't look at that as something that I that I aspire to because I think there's too much I think there's too much dirt you'd have to do to get to that place. Now, I'm not a person that believes that you have to be dishonest to make money or that people with a lot of money are always doing bad, you know, illegal, immoral, unethical things. That's not what I'm thinking. So I'm not blocking myself in that way. What I'm saying is that I think at that level, when we're talking top five or ten people in the world, they're just I just don't see a situation where they wouldn't have to make unfavorable trade-offs because that's the nature of the game at that point. And I wonder what new power or what new things Musk will create with this new power. I, Knowing him and knowing his history of always wanting to be involved, 
I find it hard to believe that he's going to just take the 9.2% and just sit there and, and let it and let it just passively work for him. I think he's going to make active changes. And those might be those might be positive. And over time, then we, we might find that we don't agree with his changes. And, you know, to be fair, Twitter right now isn't being run like some sort of, uh, you know, bastion of freedom. It actually sucks right now. It's actually one of the worst places to be. And it's not necessarily very good when it comes to censorship. They're already censoring the crap out of people. I mean, let's put it to you this way. They kicked off uh, the president or the former president of the United States. And I'm not, I'm not even saying I agree with Trump. I'm just saying it's crazy that this independent organization, which is supposed to be in favor of free speech, um, is able to remove the president of the United States. Meanwhile, there are other terrorist groups that are still on Twitter. I'm not, again, this is not even in defense of Trump. I was just to put that because people get on my ass. It, but it's more just the, the audacity of this app to do such a thing. Um, and I think that it shows that the real power lies in the tech and that the tech and the government are at odds. And a lot of times the, the government, while they have regulatory control, can only do so much with the public policies of a company that, you know, has actually become a public you. A, 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 it's, a pri- it's a public company, but it's run by individual like private humans. And these private humans are working in a public company to make essentially global policy. And it's not that it's global political policy, but it's global policy on a platform because everyone on the globe is using it. And that global policy does shape politics. So it's not just, it's not the same as perhaps Musk buying into Twitter 15 years ago when it was all about just the social and the community and the connection. Now he's buying 9% of what's essentially a political weapon. You know, we've seen just from Twitter that wars can be created. So, and I'm not saying that Musk is going to do that. I'm saying how comfortable do we feel allowing someone who has already the most money in the world to then take a large piece of one of the biggest platforms on the world? It it just seems um it just seems like more of the same and more of the same is not good. And I hope that Musk does right by us. I I think that he will, but I don't really know. And so my question, how do I feel about this? Quite undecided. But my first talk my first thought, rather, was that it was a bad idea. And at this stage, I don't think Elon cares. I think he's becoming as bulletproof as possible. One thing I think that is completely off topic with Twitter, but in terms of him, is that he's working on this new thing called Starlink, which are these um, low-orbit satellites which fly all over the world, and they create uh, wireless internet below them. And what's interesting about them is that they're not nearly as high out of the atmosphere as a regular satellite that we're used to. They're very low. Uh, they're within, you know, a few like hundred feet, I think like 700 to a thousand feet up in the air. Um, and what we're seeing now is that they could potentially in a large network effect have some really bad impacts on the environment, uh, the wildlife, um, and especially as they become more popular and more companies start competing for this low-orbit airspace, it could be really bad, not to mention the fact that that's essentially radioactive metal devices orbiting around the Earth. And it just makes me think, at what point is enough enough? Like, when is good enough enough? And does technological evolution, do, do does human evolution and technological evolution have to go together hand in hand? For instance, do we need to develop more technology and use it in order to be evolving as a species? You know, if we just were to stop here right now, could we be happy as a species? You know, if we could have stopped 20 years ago, could we have been happy as a species? I think we have because I, you know, I, 
would not be reticent to say that I don't think the overall happiness of humanity has gone up as technology has increased. I think it increases to a point. I think just like when they say there's a certain income level where you don't get much happier after that, I think our technology saturation is at the same point. And I think that more internet's not going to make us happier. More device won't make us happier. It might. We might try to to reduce some of the unhappiness we have by trying new technological things. But I don't think we're actually going to increase our baseline happiness by increasing the technology output that we have. And Musk is just one of those examples of always wanting more, always searching for more. And maybe we need a little bit less. He's always looking for the next uh, the next te- technological technological gadget. He's always looking to fill the skies with satellites. And that's what I was thinking about too. I think maybe in 10 or 20 years, what if he turns out to be the number one heel rather than the number one good guy because he's filled the earth with tons of things we don't need, electric cars and freaking, you know, and and uh, just things, you know, satellites and like all these sound really cool and futuristic, but that's that's the plus side. The bottom side, the negative side is we have all these devices that are taking us further and further away from nature and there's got to be a negative effect to that. We can't just assume that every advancement in technology is going to be a positive advancement. And we also haven't been around long enough to see the long-term effects of electronic cars on the grid, of low-level satellites, of uh, Neuralink, which he's – there's Starlink, which which links the stars. There's Neuralink. He wants to link our brains uh, to a computer so that we can process faster. And on the one hand, it's very cool because the hardest thing to do is to reduce the bandwidth between my fingers and the keyboard. My fingers can only type so fast and my brain can only move so fast. But if the computer was connected to my brain, I could have unlimited output essentially. But – then again, is that a good thing? Like, it's cool that Elon has figured out a way that maybe we can link our neurons to a computer, but like, I cringe to think of that. I don't want that. It invites too much opportunity. We were talking weeks ago about what it would be like to have an advertiser in your brain. And that's that's on the way. And so, I don't know, it starts off as like electric cars and then it becomes, you know, ads in your brain. Do you want the guy who's working on ads in your brain to also own 9.2% of Twitter? That's what my brain, that's where I went back to. And that's why I thought when I first thought, is Elon buying 9% of Twitter a good thing? I thought, no. My friend said it's all great because we love Elon. Oh my God, give me a ball sack, Elon. We love him. But at the end of the day, it's like he's just a regular guy. Or maybe he's not. Maybe he's an alien. But he probably is a regular guy. And I don't know if I trust him any more than I trust my own judgment. Like, I don't know. Like, if we were stuck in a cave together on an island, I'm not sure if he would be any better at getting out of that situation than I would be. Um, and I think that one of his strengths is he's really learned to um, delegate effectively and to create a vision, have people go after it for him. But he's only one person. I don't know how much decision making power I want one person to have. I don't. I don't know if Twitter is going to be the camel, the straw that breaks the camel's back. I don't know if that's going to be the thing that brings us down the darkest rabbit hole. Maybe not. But in general, I would like the richest people in the world to own less of the communication devices, less of the platforms, if possible. But of course, that's not going to happen. That's how I would answer the question, though. So if you're wondering what I thought about Elon Musk, that's now I want to hear what you think about Musk. Uh, taking ownership of Twitter. I think he's the biggest individual um, stakeholder now. So I want to hear what you have to think. Leave a comment for me below. Um, Leave a review on this podcast if you haven't already. Leave a five-star review if you really love me. And make sure that you're tuning into everything we're doing on the New Wave Entrepreneur. You can go to newwaveentrepreneur.com to get updates uh, for everything that we're doing week to week. This is a daily show now, so you don't want to miss anything. And you can sign up for our email list. That way, if the platforms fuck me up, if Instagram takes away my account if youtube blocks me whatever you can always get updates on what we're putting out that's the place where we get that close one-on-one connection of course you can join uh, our new wave discord as well you can check out newwaveentrepreneur.com to see all the workshops we have hosting uh, all the different things we have working on so that's all i got for you guys today 
Much love, my friends. The water is warm. The tide is rising. I hope you enjoy this quick little Saturday Q&A. Much love, Daniel.